0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them.
1: And we are back, broadcasting live from Georgia State University Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute. Lee, we're kind of hitting our stride, man. We're like on our third or fourth episode already. I know.
2: We're great people as usual.
1: I love coming down here and capturing these conversations. It's for me, it is, I feel so much younger after spending the day down here at, uh, at the entrepreneurship and innovation institute. This episode is going to be no exception. First up on this episode, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast associate director here at the entrepreneurship and innovation institute at Georgia state university, Miss Jackie. Davis, how are you?
3: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
2: Well, Jackie, um, we're here to talk about the uh, entrepreneurship alumni network that's kind of brewing here.
3: Yes, yes. So first, I want to give a shout out to one of my colleagues at the Alumni Association who's been partnering with me on this effort. Um, Chauncey Walker is the Constituent Relations Coordinator at the Georgia State Alumni Association. And she's responsible for uh, kicking off and leading all of the wonderful alumni networks that Georgia State offers. And there's a bunch, right? There are a bunch. So I'd like to tell you first kind of the mission of the alumni networks. They are to... um, um, engage, enrich the lives of both alumni and student alumni members through lifelong relationships with Georgia State University. Um, they have alumni networks in um, various uh, areas around Atlanta, such as corporate alumni networks. There's one with Home Depot, CDC, the Southern Company. There's also affinity networks based on special interests, such as those who were in Panther Band or Right for the Signal. Uh, we also have um, regional ones. So, for those who may not be in Atlanta any longer, uh, New York, D.C., Tampa, Savannah, and finally, um, one of the ones we're here to talk about today is those focused on industries or um, colleges such as hospitality and physical therapy. Um, so I'm excited to tell you more about the entrepreneurship one we have brewing.
2: Right. So so now there's going to be a GSU Entrepreneur Network.
3: Yes, there is. And so... Um, how this all got started was through my role with the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute, I was meeting a lot of alum who, when they were here at Georgia State, they didn't have entrepreneurship as a formal degree offering and so all of the alum were like this is great, how do I get involved and um, there was no real way other than if they wanted to you know, informally mentor a team or be mm-hmm. a guest speaker, that was all we could offer so Chauncey and I got together and thought, you know, why don't we have a network that bridges connections among all the alumni entrepreneurs at Georgia State, regardless of what college or major they came from.
2: Because that's congruent with your the way that you're running it now, right? Yes. Because the Entrepreneurship and the Innovation Institute stretches across all.
3: Exactly. Yes. Our programs are available. Our courses are available to all students at Georgia State.
2: Right. So then it would make sense that it would be available for all the alumni. Yes. As long as they kind of self identify as an entrepreneur, right? Sure.
3: Or we it will take aspiring entrepreneurs. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere, right?
2: And then so now the uh the network exists now right? Yeah. So, um, did you poll everybody and say who wants to be in?
3: Yeah. So, uh, initially Chauncey and I got together, we created an interest survey. Uh, we surveyed all of the Metro Atlanta area alumni and we got over 300 responses. Um, and that was, I think the most responses for interest Mm -hmm. they ever got (laughs) on one of these polls. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we definitely had a proof of concept (laughs) and, (laughs) and interest there. So, um, You know, we um, are excited to share more about what's coming with the network, um, but it's really just getting started.
2: And then who'd you bring with you?
3: Well, today I brought Brian and Queen. They are two alumni entrepreneurs, and they're here to tell you all about um, how they're preparing the network to be what it is. uh, The future. Yep. The future of the network.
2: All right. Well, good stuff. Let's kick it off with Brian. Brian Moore, welcome. Hey, how's it going? So now what compelled you to get involved uh with the GSU entrepreneurship network
1: well uh like Jackie was saying the the survey came out and I think for a lot of the alumni who you know have aspirations or currently run their own business uh when I saw that email come across, I was like, oh wow, finally something for entrepreneurs we can get together and kind of congregate and discuss ideas and just share um so I was super excited when I saw that so that really just led me to go ahead and you know uh email back and say, Hey, I'm super interested. When's the next meeting? And the ball got rolling from there. So now what happened in
2: the first meeting?
1: So the first, how many meeting, people showed up? Oh man, what was it like, like 35, 40 people. I mean, it was, it was a nice sized room. Uh, great refreshments. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, definitely uh, a lot of interest. Uh, a lot of people were just really excited to see this happen and take place.
2: Now, what compelled you to get involved in the leadership role?
1: Um, for me, I feel like there is a lot of, uh, there's a, there's a lot left to uh, be desired for the respect that Georgia State should receive as an institution especially in our entertainment sectors and in different industries. So I really wanted to bridge the gap and uh, just kind of expose some of the different sides of Georgia state's alumni and really give an opportunity for everybody to get the shine they deserve. Because with us being in the heart of Atlanta, you really get exposed to so much as a student. So I really wanted to be able to help uh, kind of facilitate once you leave school, once you matriculate, Hey, you still can come back. You can still be involved, but you also can mentor and you also can learn from other entrepreneurs that graduate. From here, too.
2: And then, was that your experience here at GSU that you find that it is kind of underappreciated?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I say that because so many people are involved again in so many industries, and, uh, you know, I just don't really see their, the shout outs like, oh, Georgia State is a powerhouse for. Again, I I speak out of entertainment because we have a lot of CEOs and founders of massive companies that are doing tremendous things around the world, but just don't really always see Georgia State getting the shout outs like they should, like maybe some of the other institutions. So for me, that really just kind of powered me up to say, hey, look, like Georgia State is the best. It's from Atlanta. Everybody wants to come here. Everybody wants to set up shop here. But let's give respect to the institution that's been here from the beginning.
2: So now what's your vision of the Entrepreneur Network?
1: Uh, For me, the vision is really having entrepreneurs have a place to come in and discuss really have a scratch board, be able to talk and say, hey, what do you guys think about this? Somebody can chime in saying, I love the idea or this idea is not the best and just really have a, a really an opportunity to iron sharpen iron really as an entrepreneur. It's very important to just continuously press even when you get put down, you get yes, you get no's, but having that support system I think is what's most important for entrepreneurs. So being able to create that here at Georgia State I think is phenomenal and really important for the whole process of, again, beginning entrepreneurs and seeing Your tenured entrepreneurs as well.
2: And, Queen, what's your involvement with the group?
0: So, my involvement with the group is um, I'm an ambassador. For the network.
2: Are you a student right now?
0: I am not a A student. student? I graduated with a graduate degree from Georgia State University. So you've
2: graduated and then you got looped into the network. Yes, alumni network. You were part of the 35 that showed up. I was. I
0: was one of the first. I was.
2: (laughs) So then what drew you that? Are you an entrepreneur?
0: Yes, I'm a beginner entrepreneur. Beginner. (laughs) Beginner. Um, I consult um, after my day job um, with entrepreneurs and small startups on how to grow and build their Mm brands.
2: So you have a day job. Yes. And then that's not a a startup or an entrepreneur. No, I'm a a
0: senior media planner at Unit 3C um, owned by Publicis Media. Mm -hmm. So it's an advertising agency. So
2: that's a large advertising agency. Very large. (laughs) So then as a consultant... To help an aspiring entrepreneur or even a growing entrepreneur, that's a good network to be part of.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So getting connected with other entrepreneurs and helping their brand and their business and even creating business plans and anything of that sort,
2: that's why I'm here. So now, uh, Brian, in your view of the network, is this a place to just hang out and kind of all everybody's going to, you know, just share, okay, this is my challenges or is this a place for people to, you know, kind of create mashups and help each other and, and is it going to be beyond the scope of just the Metro Atlanta area? Because the alumni network stretches, you know, all over the planet.
1: So I I, I want to say the vision um, that some of the, the people that gotten together from that meeting, I think for us, it's more than just an area to congregate. I think we really want to really do some type of activities like have workshops where uh, you kind of move in stations, right? Like you practice pitching, then you practice, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going through financials because I, I think, you know, for anybody that's maybe done pitching or anything like that, when you start talking about, well, what does your revenue model look like? Sometimes it can get nerve wracking so like let's walk through what does that really look like what does success look like in a pitch factor or putting together that business plan and really just make it more than just a hey here's my business card but like let's actually do some hands-on work um, and I would say we most certainly want to expand beyond just a metro Atlanta area and I do want to plug in that uh, for anybody who wants to get involved or uh, anything from if you have workshops and that you've created or you have a event space or you would like to donate in kind to the, to the actual movement. Uh, you can send an email to entrepreneurship at gmail.com. Uh, from there, you can put any inquiries that you may have about the program and, uh, how you can get involved as well. But most certainly would we'll love to expand beyond, uh, Metro Atlanta. And as Jackie mentioned, we have so many different networks that, you know, in, in various cities would we'll love to see, you know, kind of subsets of that entrepreneurship network and, Maybe one day we can all get together here in Atlanta and uh, have a big entrepreneurship event, conference, party. So so
2: now, Jackie, from your standpoint, you're giving them a lot of autonomy. The group is going to kind of manage themselves
3: yeah so alumni networks the beauty of it is they're alumni led so they're kind of like for alumni (laughs) by alumni um so we really need them to take ownership and and it's for them to tell us what they need and what they want to continue to develop themselves so alumni networks can uh run a range of programs such as happy hours game nights you know leadership panels kind of like brian discussed um they could even sponsor a scholarship uh for a student entrepreneur. You know, there's no limit.
2: Right. So then you were the catalyst to get it going. But once it's going, then they kind of manage themselves.
3: Then I get to be a member (laughs) because I'm an alumni too. Alumni too. (laughs) And entrepreneurially (laughs) minded. Yeah.
2: Good stuff. So now, um, so let's talk about your businesses a little bit, if you don't mind. Brian, you have uh, several kind of ventures going what <laughs> well, do you want to talk about? Um,
1: similar to queen i mean I, I do have a day job i'm a planning project manager and merchandising for home depot corporate uh and then my business candace major digital we're a music tech startup so we're a digital distribution company uh so what we do is we distribute digital content so songs of course uh, or podcasts like we were mm-hmm. saying earlier uh to 190 plus markets around the world
2: and then so what was the uh impetus of this idea how did it start
1: well, you know, uh, the, the music industry and the business is changing rapidly, uh, before it was really tight, locked and key. If you were not signed to a like major record label, you kind of really just didn't, you really didn't have right. as many opportunities to a make money from your music or just really expand and become popular. Right. So, uh, the world's becoming interconnected daily. Um, you know, somebody makes a viral video, people, millions and billions of people can see it in a day. Um, so, what we realized is there's an opportunity for creatives to really be able to have access and sustainability, having the tools to again, sell your music, really get an idea of who's listening to your music and being able to uh, really work with the stores to do promotions as if you were a major label artist. So we wanted to really provide those tools for any and everybody who's interested.
2: And then the the music business has changed dramatically now. Um, well, you can speak about this uh, a person now can have a fan base all over the world. Absolutely. And then they As don't they need, and they don't need a label necessarily to help necessarily. them get to that not next level. And the data is available where they can see, you know what? I have a fan base in Finland. Maybe I should tour only in Finland.
1: Absolutely. Right? And
2: not, Right? Isn't that true? Yes. We're, so, they wouldn't have that information
1: prior. Right. So, so this is a perfect example, right? So, let's say we have a creative that's a part of the Georgia State Entrepreneurship Network, right? And we have people that are a part of our network who, hey, I do PR work, I do marketing, I can take your analytics and make a game plan for you to geo-target your artists in Finland, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're thinking about what does music look like in the next in the 21st century how are we able to really capitalize more than we could before and this is a great example of how somebody can do music and pull their whole team from this network and be able to make a successful music career by having your own tools again provided that we give them the access to the stores so now in your work are you looking for artists like what do you need more of right now so we're always looking for artists we're looking for managers small labels really anybody who is creating content and really wants to be able to sell it and stream it across all stores. So we're very open to working with any and everybody. Uh, We're very big on brand partnerships as well. So just really anything we can provide to our, our partners and our clients and friends and family that utilize our services, we would love to be able to send to them. So that includes again, partners that do marketing partners that I mean, even studios, right? Like, I mean, everybody needs somebody to record recording right now. That's right. Um, So, yeah.
2: So now, do you have any kind of uh, success stories you can share?
1: Uh, Absolutely. So uh, we're really moving into our third year here uh, as a company. Um, We're luckily a part of the Farm ATL's uh, uh, co-working space. We're all members of the gathering spot, and we have... Tremendous friends and family over there as well. But some of our successes, we've had movies land, uh, music land in major movies like Equalizer 2. Uh We've been major sponsors for really big festivals that are actually based out of Atlanta, like A3C and partner with friends at One Music Fest and other events like that. So we've really had an opportunity to expand our brand, which, again, startup and really have an opportunity to get on some of the grand scale events with other major companies like a monster or Toyota and have our company and our brand right next to that as well. So it's always having an opportunity to work with uh, any and everybody again to help them with their music distribution needs.
2: And there's a lot of opportunity for that independent musician that has beats or just songs that are out there that it wasn't necessarily going to have the number one single. There's lots of ways to monetize now that maybe they didn't have access to previously.
1: Absolutely. So you can really make, there's whole genres of just instrumentals. You can create your own, you know, if you like to make trap beats, but trap beats for studying classical music, right? There's a whole genre for that. Why not release that song? Um, when people are making makeup videos and tutorials, all that's monetized, especially on YouTube, YouTube monetization is a really big thing. Lyrics are now available on your Instagram and Facebook. Every time you use a lyric, Somebody's getting paid for it. <laughs> so just think how many ways we consume music and how many ways you can monetize it. That's what we're after. And again, that leads back to our model of sustainability and access for all creators using the services.
2: So now, how does it work for somebody who wants to get involved with your uh, digital network?
1: So they can visit CanisMajorDigital.com or no label, no problem dot <laughs> com. Um, so right. Sounds That's good. It. Like, <laughs> hey, and um, you can check that out if you would like to uh, check out our services. Um, and again, uh, Instagram's uh, at Canis Major Digital as well.
2: Now for you, what is the some of the hot
1: areas right now uh, for music? or oh, yeah. just well, you know what the uh, the Latin market, of course, is on fire. We're seeing a lot of crossover going on with Spanish and uh, English music. Um, I, I think that we're going to continue to see a mixture of other uh, cultures kind of cross brand, especially Korean K-pop music. Um, so we're just really watching the trends that are taking place, and especially in some of your uh, your countries that are now up and coming and really have more access to internet and phones, like Nigeria. India, Nigeria. There are a lot of other <laughs> you know markets that are blowing up that right. have phones now. That you know they've always had phones, but now they have like real wi-fi they have they can really good
2: internet changes the game changes the
1: game i mean so yeah access to uh to technology changes the game for everybody so they're all listening they all need music
2: all right queen if you uh, what are some tips for that aspiring entrepreneur to help them from a marketing standpoint
0: um some tips read i think there's a lot of um knowledge that um you can get for free from books audiobooks podcasts um mentor having a mentorship um that definitely helps um sometimes a lot of um small businesses they don't know how to start where to go what to do how to do it and um there's a lot of people that did it before you mm-hmm. that can easily advise you also the last tip which is very important is um hire queen Anaki we <laughs> i will definitely help you
2: out
0: <laughs> and anything that you need to do <laughs>
2: so what's the profile of a good prospect for you
0: um it depends. I think, um, definitely someone who knows their end goal or even maybe a start goal, but does that doesn't necessarily know how to get there. So for example, um, I'm currently working with a startup that, um, it's a tech startup and they're trying to create technology that's going to help project management in like third world. Oh, countries. we need it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so they have the idea. They sort of have the prototype, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but as far as in like creating the actual business plan, the revenue model, I think you said that earlier, Um, the marketing plans, um, the sales plan, all of that, and so that's where I come in and try to plan it all out for you. So you
2: you ask the hard questions?
0: I ask the hard (laughs) questions. I ask, okay, who's actually in charge here? How are we divvying up the actual revenue if we do have one, the profit, all of that? Yeah.
2: So you're good at the process and the business side of things?
0: Absolutely. Yes. I is do. that
2: your superpower?
0: Um, yes, it's mm-hmm. my superpower. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely have to thank um, Georgia State for that as well, mm-hmm. for my graduate degree. Um, my master's in international business, we definitely dived into that. And so, yes, thank you.
2: Is that an opportunity a lot of businesses aren't considering is the international market? They think like, oh, I got an Atlanta business and that's, you know, they're maybe thinking too small.
0: Absolutely. Um, At this point, we're going global. Everything is going global. Like you stated earlier, like um, a lot of music is transitioning right now. A lot of K-pop, and other pop (laughs) 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 and Afro music. It's all like it's all going global. Right. So um, definitely even businesses, they're all going global as well. So knowing the different type of global markets is very important.
2: So now do you um, have a book recommendation for an entrepreneur?
0: I do. I do. Um, I think two great books. One is controversial for some odd reason. I don't know why. But the first one is, um, the 15 invaluable laws of growth. Um, that helps in growing just all around as a person. And then as far as an entrepreneur or even someone who's starting to retire, um, either way, um, the four hour week, work week, week? work week, or right? Tim Ferriss. Right. I don't know why that's a controversial book. (laughs) They're saying that it's, you know, not possible and it's can only work for some people. But I really feel like if you really take, um, some of the core things that he's really trying to say, I think that with that, you can honestly use that and become an amazing entrepreneur because I think that the stipulation for entrepreneurs is that, Oh, you work thousands of hours and you're tired and you're beat up and you're exhausted in this and that. And so if you're able to like manage your time well and, um, do all that things and it'll be great.
2: Then you can do a lot of things if you can manage your time well. Yes. So now, um, the Georgia State University uh, alumni that are out there that maybe aren't entrepreneurs, maybe they got a day job. How would you kind of convince them to maybe expand their thinking to say, you know what, everybody's an entrepreneur. The bottom line is you're responsible for you. You're whether you have a job. Or not. You can look at your boss as your boss or you can look at him as your client. Either way, you're right, right? Absolutely. So now uh, pitch that person that's a GSU alumni to be part of this entrepreneurship alumni network.
0: Okay. Hi, student. You are an entrepreneur, <laughs> whether you believe in it or not. I think that at this day and age, um, whether you do have a nine to five or your stay at home or anything of that sort, um, being able to tap into your entrepreneurial side and use that to either grow in, as yourself or just grow in business is very important. And so here at this network is where we can help you, give you resources and
2: information on how you can become a better you as an entrepreneur. Good stuff. Very nice. So like now, that. now <laughs> Queen, if somebody needs your help, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
0: The best way right now is just to email me at Q-A-N-A-E-K-I at gmail.com. Um, I am very fast in reply. <laughs> you can also follow me on Instagram. You love Queen. That's it.
2: <laughs> and then uh, they can see you at the next Entrepreneurship Alumni Network meeting, The right? Absolutely. <laughs> right. when, when, do you have dates on that yet? What's so the, we're currently the working schedule?
1: on the kickoff. We're looking towards mid-September. So mm-hmm. we're going to, uh, again, start putting out communication. Um, so just a plug again, uh, if you would like to have any updates regarding the kickoff event or more information about the network, please make sure you email entrepreneurship at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to make sure we add you to our list and we will send you all the updates. Uh, but we're aiming for mid-September. We are looking for partners, anybody who would like to just contribute. If you have items for gift bags or again, event space, or you like to donate in kind, please send an email gsuentrepreneurship at gmail.com. Good
2: stuff. And then Jackie, uh, pantheralumni.com gets you to the main alumni section. Yeah, that gets you to the Georgia
3: State Alumni Association page. Um, And then you can also follow them on social media. Uh, They're at Georgia State Alumni on Instagram and at GA State Alumni on Twitter.
2: And then from that alumni page, they can find... The entrepreneurship alumni network in there
3: yeah there is just one page for all the networks uh-huh. um, but we're going to build our own connection of course you are
2: because um, you're entrepreneurs that's yes. what you do you're builders <laughs> that's what we do. you create things you make things absolutely good stuff well thank you jackie for putting this episode together thank you brian and queen for being part of it
3: thank you for thank having you. us thank you
2: all right this is lee Cantor for stone and we'll see you all next time on gsu eni radio